are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Dolphins fans? Welcome to this Friday, June 11th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and going to follow up on a promise that was made earlier this week on the show, we are going to be exploring the most compelling storyline from my perspective for each game on the Miami Dolphins schedule. Some of these will be uh, more nuanced than others, and I'm going to try to do the impossible. And if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, first and foremost, thank you. Hearing me get up on my soapbox and preach for 20 to 35 minutes every single day about the Miami Dolphins, your efforts to listen are not unnoticed. But if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you are well aware doing things short-winded is not really in my wheelhouse. Uh, We like to kind of always sunny in Philadelphia, go down the rabbit hole with the conspiracy theory board go through point A, point B, point C, but we're going to try and work quickly because I want to get all 17 games onto today's show. But the objective here is to identify what jumps out the most to me right now about all 17 games on the schedule, starting with, we're going to jump right in today. Week one, September 12th, 425 kick, Dolphins at Patriots. And the most compelling storyline to me for this football game is what does the New England Patriots offense look like? Is Mac Jones the starting quarterback? Is Cam Newton the starting quarterback? What sacrifices are made from a play calling and play menu perspective if Mac Jones is the starting quarterback? If Cam Newton is the starting quarterback, How effective is he? We saw him struggle down the stretch last year. That could be the deciding factor in the football game. I could get on and and say, I want to see what the Dolphins offense looks like, but there's so much attention that's been given to the Dolphins offense and Waddle and Fuller, who's going to be suspended for this game anyway, and the revamped efforts to get a a new offense around to a Tagovailoa. So maybe it's just the bias of that being a talking point that in my eyes is exhausted. But for me, I'm really fascinated. What does the Patriots offense look like and how well prepared after not being well prepared to counter for the wrinkles to the quarterback run game that the Patriots put on last year in week one, how well prepared for that are the Dolphins? Week two, September 19th, 1 p.m. kick. Buffalo Bills travel to Miami. Most pressing, most interesting storyline for me here is quite simple. This is the litmus test for the Dolphins' defense. Did you really get better? We're going to find out week two because the Buffalo Bills scored at will against the Dolphins for way too many of their possessions against the Dolphins last year. The Dolphins went out, they got a new free safety, they got a new defensive end, Javon Holland, Jalen Phillips. You got a new inside linebacker, Bernard McKinney, who's more versatile. You got more depth in the secondary. 
are those pieces all combined enough for you to put the screws for once on Josh Allen? If the answer is yes, the Dolphins will win a much-needed AFC East divisional football game. If the answer is no, then Miami will be facing yet another loss to the Bills, and we will probably have another Week 2 caliber podcast on our hands, the way in which we blew up after Week 2's loss to the Bills last year, which I really don't want to do. I lost listeners over that show, but I speak from the heart, and it was how I saw it at the time, and uh, sure enough, you get to the end of the year, and that loss was one of a couple that you look back on and really lament because it dug the Dolphins too deep of a hole to get out of, and they missed the playoffs. Week three, this is the Gruden Raiders revenge game from week 16 last year. Uh, The most compelling storyline here is this is the game that I want to measure Tua Tungvaloa against, because this was the game last year that obviously Tua got benched late in the game, For the second time in the season, Fitz comes in, engineers the miracle comeback. The offense looks alive. I have low expectations for the Raiders, but this is a West Coast trip for the Dolphins. The Raiders had success running the football against Miami in stretches last year. They found a lot of chunk plays. If you're Tua Tungvaloa, the the, the floor to beat versus last year is almost just step onto the field and complete a few passes. And you will have better performance under your belt than what the Dolphins' offense looked like with you behind center for this game last year. How much better will it be? This is the game early in the season for me that is going to define, obviously, two AFC East games, New England and Buffalo back-to-back. There's a big litmus test there. But this is the game for me, like, Tua had a boneheaded interception on the opening possession against the Patriots late last season, but he was throwing to nobodies. And I understand he was throwing to nobodies against the Raiders, too. But Tua engineered a fourth-quarter comeback in the Dolphins' run game, got a little action going in the, four, in the, the second half in the fourth quarter against the Patriots late in the year last year. The wheels completely fell off against the Bills Week 17. I take it for a grain of salt. This was a team that ran out of gas. Young team, coming off the high of the Week 16 win. Ran out of gas, had to go into cold weather. It was a perfect storm of crap conditions for Miami. But week three against the Raiders, same stadium that you played in last time you played them. Tua, let's see what you got. Week four, October 3rd, 1 p.m. kick, Hard Rock Stadium. Indianapolis Colts come to town. This is one of those games that I've got circled as a home field advantage game that the Dolphins need to be able to take advantage of. You've got a Midwest team in Indianapolis who plays indoors. Coming to South Florida, you better be wearing throwback whites and you better make them wear navy blue. And you better bake these dudes in the sun. Because once you get past this point in time, the the South Florida humidity is still unforgiving but you're not going to get too many more opportunities to really bake opposing teams on that road sideline at Hard Rock Stadium at 1 o'clock in the peak of the South Florida conditions. 
So I guess you could say uniform selection is a pretty pressing uh, point of emphasis for me that I'm looking for. I want to see the Dolphins wearing whites, and more specifically throwback whites for that football game. Make the Colts wear blue. Heat them up. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and UFC. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information available. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Week 5, Dolphins' short road trip traveled to Tampa Bay, play defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This, for me, is a Byron Jones football game. The Dolphins have historically had success against Tom Brady in Florida, right? New England comes down. Tom Brady has a losing record against the Dolphins in Miami. All those things combined. So you, they, they will know how to heat Tom Brady up a little bit. And I do think that given their past successes against Brady, given the tendencies of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, there's some opportunities to be had. But Byron Jones, you're going to have to show up big because the Bucs do not just have Mike Evans. The Bucs do not just have Chris Godwin. The Bucs got them both. So Byron Jones, Xavier Howard's going to take care of his business. Byron Jones, no matter who you get matched up on, whoever the Dolphins decide to do with those matchups, you're going to play a big-time football game. And conversely, on the other side of the football, this is a Robert Hunt, Solomon Kinley litmus test and test for the Dolphins. Because you're going to have Vita Vey and Dominic Sue in the middle. And those two guys, yikes. That is a tall task for any individual interior offensive linemen and the Dolphins have two young guys who are second year players. Dolphins want to win this football game. You've got a couple of objectives. You've got to heat up to uh, Tom Brady. Byron Jones has to play well on defense. Preferably get a turnover targeting somebody, whether it's Godwin or Evans. And you as the Dolphins have to be able to hold up on the interior against Sue and Vea. If the Dolphins can do those things, I like their chances in an upset. Would I say it's likely? No. Would I say it's possible? Yes, absolutely. Week 6, October 17th, 9.30 a.m. This one's obvious. This is a travel test for the Dolphins. Mental fortitude. You're going to London to play a football game. I could get into, oh, yeah, it's really interesting. You're playing against number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, da-da-da-da. I'm looking at the Jaguars' death chart. Miami should win this football game. Will the travel throw a wrench in that? How well does this young team travel? If the answer is well, Miami's going to take care of their business. Additionally, in the next week, week seven, it's the same concept. The Dolphins are at home, so you don't have to worry about traveling well. But you're playing an Atlanta Falcons team that finished with a top four pick in the 2020 NFL draft, or 2021 NFL draft. So they're one of the worst teams in football. They did very little to upgrade their defense. They traded Julio Jones. They've effectively traded Kyle Pitts and Julio Jones on the offensive depth chart. Matt Ryan continuing to get older. 
I would be very, very surprised if the Falcons are a good football team when this season is all said and done. Don't think they have enough pieces right now. So, you're the Dolphins. You're coming home from London. How well can you recalibrate when your routine is changed? Football players, football coaches, they're all creatures of habit. And flying over the pond to go play in London and play a game at 9.30 a.m., and then coming home is not in anybody's routine. Do the Dolphins allow that to bleed into their weekly routine for week seven? If the answer is no, then we're Gucci. We're good to go. Week eight, Halloween, 1 o'clock p.m. at Buffalo Bills. This game for me, you'll probably view this as an easy out. But I want to compare both sides of the football in their performance against Buffalo in Week 2 versus their performance in Buffalo in Week 8 because the Bills are the same team that they were last year. They have Emmanuel Sanders in versus John Brown in the wide receiver court. But the coaches are back, the players are back, all the starters are back, you name it. Okay, For Miami, you got some young guys who are stepping into roles. You should objectively feel closer to Buffalo in week eight than you do in week two. The question is, if you review what the team looked like last year, are the Dolphins closer in week two than they were in 2020? And then on top of that, are you closer in week eight versus week two? If the answer is yes to all those things, we got to feel really good about the direction of the team. And I do think the Bills are due for probably a little bit of a regression. They're still going to win 11-plus football games this year. They're a really good roster. But anytime a guy plays a season to the degree in which Josh Allen did this past year, there's almost always a statistical regression in some way, shape, or form. It happened to Patrick Mahomes. The Bills were very fortunate from an injuries perspective. Josh Allen flew very close to the sun, never melted his wings. He perfectly encapsulated that dynamic of playing high-risk football but also playing successful football. Bounces of the ball do not continuously bounce your way year after year after year after year after year. Can Miami get a couple bounces? Can they close the gap with their young talent as that talent develops versus Buffalo, who's bringing back a lot of the same things? Week 9, Dolphins at home. This is the uh, start of that stretch run of home games for the Dolphins where they only play on the road once between November 1st and Christmas. Houston Texans in town. I'm going to go ahead and go on the record. I'm going to be in town for this football game. Because I look at the schedule and I see two Dolphins home games, including a Thursday game in primetime against the Baltimore Ravens in five days. How can I not come down? I got to be there. So for me, the Dolphins are undefeated in games that I have attended at Hard Rock Stadium. Because the only time I attended the Dolphins game at Hard Rock Stadium was last year against the Rams. My most compelling storyline for a Texans team that is going to be one of the worst teams in football is don't get cute, take care of your business, and let's keep the streak alive. Let's win two straight with Kyle in the stands at Hard Rock Stadium. I think the storyline for Week 10 should be straightforward. The Dolphins are hosting the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday Night Football. 
The last time the Dolphins played the Ravens, they lost by seven touchdowns. They lost 59 to 10. The Dolphins historically have lost, I think, the last three football games 29 to 16. 129 to 16, excuse me, against the Baltimore Ravens. It's been that bad. This is the price the Dolphins have paid for the Greg Camarillo catch and run to avoid a completely defeated 0-16 season. Can we, can we please put this behind us? Never mind the fact that Baltimore ran the table, won their last five football games at from 7-5 and five to slam the door shut on the Dolphins missing the playoffs last year. I hate this football team. I do. I respect them because they're well-run, they're well-coached, they're talented, but I hate the Baltimore Ravens, and you should too. If you as a Dolphins fan, and I, I, I am not really in the business of telling Dolphins fans how to feel about anything. I just give you my perspective on stuff. But if you review the history of Baltimore, including recent playoff history, um, there is little question that you should despise Baltimore because they have kicked the Dolphins' butts too many times to count. Speaking of too many times to count, couldn't tell you how many Built Bars I've ate today. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are delicious. They are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, 100% chocolate on all of their bars, and 10-plus flavors to choose from. So whether you're looking for something for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, a healthy snack throughout the day, something post-workout, something to grab and go, something that's keto-friendly, Built Bar can be it and more for you. And right now you can visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% off your order on the world's most delicious protein bar. That is BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Head over to the website and thank me later. Week 11 is a a little interesting to me. It's their first game against the Robert Sala coached New York Jets. It is Sunday. November 21st, 1 p.m., it's in New York. It's the only road game the Dolphins play from November 1st to Christmas. And what I'm most interested about in this game is getting a feel for Zach Wilson. You got a feel pretty early on with Sam Darnold's tenure with the Jets that he wasn't going to like playing the Dolphins. Zach Wilson, on the other hand, comes from BYU, smaller program than USC. Kind of got beat up and his cage rattled a little bit against Coastal Carolina. I think Zach Wilson has the potential to be a great young quarterback in the NFL. But I hate his landing spot with the Jets. The New York media with a small town family, Zach Wilson's personality, his experience and, and success levels at bigger platforms and showcases during his time at BYU and amplifying that and putting him on the Jets. I want to see the Dolphins rattle this dude's cage real hard. Um, And I expect them to. I do expect the Dolphins, that's one thing that you look at and you get excited about. They get to play a couple of rookie quarterbacks out of this year's class, potentially Mac Jones, potentially twice. Zach Wilson, guaranteed to be twice unless he's injured. They will not play Chicago, so they won't get Justin Fields. They will not play San Francisco. They will not get Trey Lance. Let's be honest. Kyle Trask isn't starting for the Bucks in Week 5. 
And then, of course, you also have Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville. So you're looking at potentially a third of the schedule being allotted to opposing quarterbacks that are rookies in the NFL. You got to hope you get that. Because you, with the complexities that you have as, as a defense who has all the success that you have manufacturing turnovers, you got to hope you get as many chances for that as you can. And this is the first chance against Zach Wilson. Interested to see how much the Dolphins are able to rattle his cage. Speaking of, of New York Jets quarterbacks, week 12, November 28th, Sam Darnold comes to town. And I think the thing that's most compelling to me about this football game is it's the matchup from the guys who coached the Senior Bowl this year. You know, I could talk about Sam Darnold and him getting a chance to face the Dolphins on a better roster. Could talk about Christian McCaffrey and how the Dolphins are able to contain him. Could talk about Jeremy Chin and how much he of a man crush he was for me in last year's draft cycle before he got drafted by the Panthers and how he's, lo and behold, turned out to be an amazing prospect for them and player for them, a young player and young talent. Same thing to be said with Brian Burns. I could get into all that. But I also remember sitting there listening to the Senior Bowl broadcast and everybody's just oohing and aahing over Matt Rule's coaching style and, oh, he's, he's so amazing. He's taking this guy over and talking to him and giving him a, a direct conversation with, okay, that's... <laughs> It was so romanticized, never mind the fact that Brian Flores is a damn good coach in his own right. So for me, Rule versus Flores, I want to see Coach Flo come out and out-coach Matt Rule, who's perceived to be one of the bright young stars of coaching in football because David Tipper gave him a seven-year contract fully guaranteed or whatever it was. I want to see Flores out-coach him. That's the biggest thing for me in this game. Week 13, another coaching dynamic. November 5th, the Giants come to town. This is the Patrick Graham revenge game, of course. Graham, it came out this past week. Um, had an opportunity to interview for the Jets. Head coaching job, declined it while holding the job of defensive coordinator and assistant head coach for the Giants, stating that his uh, dream job was to serve as the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants which explains part of the reason why he left being the defensive coordinator of the Dolphins in year one under Brian Flores to take the same exact job with the New York Giants. Turns out that's his dream job. Well, let's see if we can't make him regret that a little bit. Week 14, bye week. Hoping for as few injuries as possible for the bye. That's the only compelling thing I could come up with other than the fact that it's a super late bye. Week 15, home against the Jets. This is the last game before the big stretch to close. You've got New Orleans and Tennessee on the road after this and then home against the Patriots. This is the quote-unquote gimme game. This is the last game, kind of like what the Bengals game was last year. It's a bad team. I expect the Jets to be bad this year. Their secondary is horrendous. They're still super young. they got a rookie quarterback. they got a rookie head coach. Their offensive line is not overly impressive to the left of their left guard. Don't fall into the trap. Do not get caught looking ahead at the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans of the world. Don't do it. Take care of business in this football game and do not let it be close like the Bengals game was last year. Week 16, Monday Night Football. December 27th, 8.15 p.m. In New Orleans against the Saints. 
What's compelling about this football game? It's a Monday night football game. The Dolphins don't get a lot of them these days. The last time they were on Monday night football, of course, was the Pittsburgh Steelers game with the notorious Engage 8 just before half that everybody thought was really cute to draw pictures of a tank on the field and say, here's what the Dolphins' play call was here just before the half. (laughs) Ha ha. Tired of it. Hope you're tired of it. Just like I'm tired of the Monday night football pains the Dolphins have experienced as of late as a whole. Of course, they're very well represented on Monday night football. I believe they are still fourth all time. Uh, if, if not, they're very near the top uh, for most wins in the history of Monday Night Football. Successfully, historically, the Dolphins have been very good, uh, but not as of late. How will they handle a primetime game? Obviously, Thursday night, they had a Thursday night game this past year. They shellacked Jacksonville. They'll have a Thursday night game against Baltimore, big litmus test. How do you handle the bright nights on Monday night football not Thursday night football. It's a little different vibe. Sean Payton will probably have some good stuff cooked up. They'll get a little crazy. Taysom Hill, blah, blah, blah. Does Taysom, is Taysom Hill even healthy at this point considering he's a Wildcat quarterback and his entire career at BYU? All he dealt with was injuries the entire time. Hard to say. Week 17. January 2nd. Nashville, Tennessee facing the Tennessee Titans. Yes, Julio's in town. Yes, Derrick Henry, you got to stop him. This game is about nothing more than the Ryan Tannehill revenge game and how well the Dolphins defend him. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of Dolphins players on the roster who were intimately familiar with Tannehill's tendencies uh, during his time in Miami because of how aggressive the Dolphins' rebuild was. But... You'd like to think a defensive-minded coach like Brian Flores can cook up a game plan. You've got the kind of corners that can combat A.J. Brown and Julio Jones as much as anybody can. It's all you can hope for. This is why you go out and you get Bernardrick McKinney and Jalen Phillips and bring back Elan and Roberts. Guys that can thump between the tackles so you can contest Derrick Henry. Can you force Ryan Tannehill to look like what he looked like too many times as a member of the Miami Dolphins? And lastly, week 18, January 9th, New England Patriots come to town, Hard Rock Stadium. I hope it's hot as hell. Heat them up, baby. What's the most compelling storyline here? What's at stake? That's what's most interesting. Are the Patriots playing for playoffs? Are the Dolphins playing for playoffs? Are the two teams jostling for playoff seeding, positioning? Have the Buffalo Bills regressed enough that this could potentially be a divisional championship matchup? There's a lot of questions. And if the Dolphins progress to the degree in which we are hoping that they do, This will be a very high-stakes football game. So my question, my most compelling storyline with the Patriots game here in Week 18 is simply, what's at stake? What's at stake for you if you do not hit subscribe on Locked On Dolphins is you risk missing all of the great content that we have planned this offseason leading up to training camp. Brian Flores is meeting with the South Florida media today, so excited to get a chance 
to sit in on the press conference, hopefully get to ask him a question. Got something on my mind. Been hoping to ask him since last week. So keep your fingers, your toes, your flippers crossed that we get a chance to do that, and we'll talk about it on Monday if we do. But either way, we'll have a great show. So hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I am Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. Fins up. Enjoy your weekends.